Welcome to another episode of Sleep Deprived Storytime. I'm Matthew Carlock, and today I'm going to go over another recent event or behavior my kid has done and the stumbling epiphany it's led me to as a parent. I also share what it's like getting a toddler to sleep as I play a recording of one of our bedtime stories that I routinely fall asleep in the middle of telling due to exhaustion. Welcome back to another episode of Sleep Deprived Storytime. I'm Matthew Carlock, and I'm joined today by my two friends, old friends from way back in middle school days, Becca and Nessa. Say hi, Nessa. Hello. And Becca. Hello. Becca just got done bribing her kids so that she could have five minutes of peace. And uh, it, was, it was enjoyable to hear it all. Thank you, Becca. <laughs> this um, is my daily life. <laughs> yeah. So Becca and Nessa both have uh, two kids, and they've lived through it all. Um, I'm yeah. about to have my second, and I'm going to talk to them about that later. But right now, we're, we're also, not only do we have the kids, but we also have pets, and we love pets very, very much. We're all pet people. So the fun topic today that I want to discuss about was, how are our kids like pets? <laughs> oh my gosh, I think I just so many ways. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah, we just heard an example. <laughs> the minutes ago. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, I came up with this idea um, mainly because, I, I, yeah, you just see it. You see your kids acting almost exactly, especially toddlers, acting exactly like our dogs. And, well, mostly dogs. Uh, Nessa, you can uh, talk more on if they also act like cats. <laughs> Not really. Cats are above all Oh. Things. <laughs> cats are teenagers. Kids don't act like cats until they're teenagers when they're all, you know, I'm they better than everybody because, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I know nothing can kill me. I got nine <laughs> lives. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, that sounds about right. So one of the things that I, I noticed um, or, or specifically that made me think of this was how um, Malcolm likes to make it make me very aware that he knows what I want. And when I'm calling his name over and over and over, mm-hmm. and he'll look over and give me that side eye. <laughs> and then, like, not two seconds later, I'll yell at Tonks. I'll be like, Tonks, 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 Tonks. And she just kind of gives me the glance, like, I know exactly what you want, but I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> it's like, you, you both deserve each other. Mm-hmm. Because they both don't like each other, so it's great. <laughs> nice. Isn't yeah. that fun, though, too? How? Because Penny's the same way. Like, Penny absolutely does not like Grace. Has never liked him from day one. Well, she was the she first tol- one. <laughs> well, yes. She tolerates Arden. And it's hilariously funny to watch because Grace is desperate for her affection. Desperate. So she could get a lot more out of him. Arden, because he's <laughs> two and has just figured out, you know, if I push the stool up to the cabinet, I can throw cookies down to the dog. You know, he's already in it, but I'm like, dude, Grace will sit there and feed you crackers if you let him, you know, will feed her whatever he's eating. He thinks it'd be the greatest thing on earth, but she will not let him. Yeah, she uh, he disrupted her life. <laughs> she was she was the baby until Race came around. <laughs> Talk about holding grudges, right? Yeah, that I think, sounds about Yeah, I think all of us had animals before we had children. So yeah, there's going to be a little bit of animosity from the animals. <laughs> uh, uh, but, I mean that that makes sense to me. Alba's never cared 
Like we got Tonks because we thought, oh, he he probably wants some company while we're gone eight hours a day. He doesn't care. He never cared for Tonks. <laughs> and then Tonks was just so happy to have a home. And then Malcolm showed up, and she's just like, what is this? <laughs> this thing that makes noise. <laughs> take it, take it back now. I do not like it. Oh, yeah. We uh we had the cats before our kids. So it was really easy because again, cats are like, okay, you're entering our domain, but as long as you feed us, we'll let you stay here. You know, that's how they are. And <laughs> Bucky came into our lives after we had both kids. And yeah. so he loves both kids equally because he knows that they'll give him treats, they'll feed him, they'll play with him. So, you know, he's, he's quite the opposite in that sense. Oh, man. Has he showed? Uh, has he shown yet? Because I know he's still kind of puppyish, but has he shown any similar qualities or traits from like uh, little kids? Oh my God! Yes, all our younger. Yeah, I mean, I clean the house once once a week. You know, a, a thorough cleaning, and I'll put toys away, everything like that. Both kids and dog, and it never fails. Kids, especially Benjamin, being the three-year-old that he is, he sees the toys that I'm putting away and immediately takes them out. And toys that he hasn't played with in forever, and he's playing with them and making a huge mess after I've just cleaned it up. Same exact thing with Bucky. I'll put all his toys away in his little bed area. Toys he hasn't seen or played with in a week because they've gone <laughs> under the couch or under the table or whatever. And there he is, back to playing with them scattering them <laughs> all about the living room. Dogs. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. And <laughs> the uh, other thing that that is becoming absolutely uh, uh, super, like the worst kind of annoying is um, whenever Art and I are trying to have a conversation, like an adult conversation, talking about adult things. Mm -hmm. Malcolm will just, you know, start screaming or, you know, like, <laughs> look at me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> yes. And it's like, okay, calm down and, you know, give that kid that attention. And in the living room, that's where Tonks understands that she is allowed to get our attention in the living room. In the kitchen, in the dining room, no, she's she's a, she must vacate those premises immediately, especially if there's food. But in the living room, she will grab her stuffed <laughs> shark and she will hit me in the leg with it. I will lay down on the couch for a nap and I'll feel this dorsal fin just poking my head because she's Dad, trying to pay get attention. my attention. Pay attention, Dad. Pay attention. You don't, you don't, you don't Dad. have the screaming Dad. thing on you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But he does that with John. Because John will be playing with the kids. Bucky will take his chew toy. That is also like a tug of war type thing. And he'll see John playing with the kids. But he's like, oh, he's in a playing mood. So I'm going to play with him. He'll just drop it in his lap. John's like, <laughs> hey, I'm playing with my children right now. And he'll throw the toy. Bucky thinks that's playing, though. <laughs> so he'll bring it back to him. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of a... Uh... It defeats the purpose, John. It totally defeats the purpose, but it, John's just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Ignore him. You can't because you then can't. he hits you with the toy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Penny Penny just does this annoying whine where she's just and constantly whimpering at you. Oh, I'm God. like, don't act like you're an ASPCA dog. I know where you came from. <laughs> I rescued you. I taught you the ASPCA face because I used to make her do that to James because I used to think it was funny. She'd sit there and, you know, cower. And look at him all sad. And he would instantly melt and like give up his side of the bed. 
You know, isn't that funny though? We train them to do things that we think are just absolutely hilarious in the moment. And then it becomes something that's totally annoying later down the line. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> and that's uh- because there are so many things that we have taught or that have been taught to um arden and racer that you know were funny when he was like when race was two right and now it's six i'm like kid you better stop step back (laughs) (laughs) i'm not in the mood for it and arden's the same way like we've you know we teach him so many things like um he does this thing where he's like, uh, yes, who did it? And he points, Razor did it, or Daddy did it. <laughs> nothing would happen to him. He just, you know, he gets in his fills and somebody did it. <laughs> Nobody looked at you. How could they have done anything? They didn't touch you. Nothing happened. <laughs> and then I'm back to that. Oh, yeah. That's where Aunt B was all, look, how cute is this? Who did it, Artie? all right thank you for listening uh this conversation went a little bit longer than i thought uh it would but that's fine because hey i get two for the price of one and i'm keeping it under 20 minutes either way again thank you for listening and until next time get some sleep You want me to tell you a happy story now? Yeah, with 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 a with with a with with a happy monster, not stealing monsters, just like in the, the Kingdom Monsters, a nice monster. Yeah, okay, well, tell a story about a nice monster. Can you click off the lamp for me? Two clicks. Mm-hmm. One more. Now I can see some. Now I can see anything. All right, good job, kid. Come here. Yeah, yeah. I can't do that because the light is on. Mm-hmm. Okay, a little story about a little happy, friendly monster. Okay. Yeah, and the dog and another happy monster. Okay. Wolf is white. Eyes and Hmm. tail and claws. Okay, that's the happy monster? Yeah. Okay, so there was a little monster who lived all alone in a small little house at the bottom of Spook Hill in Monster Town. This little monster had white eyes, a long tail, and some claws. Some people said that he looked quite ferocious, but he was very nice. This little monster's favorite thing to do was to go outside and to help flowers bloom. He loved flowers. He loved the way they looked. He loved the way they smelled. And he loved helping them bloom as big and beautiful as possible. He would go out into yards and gardens and he would scratch at the dirt helping aerate it he would move some loose soil around he would remove stinky weed plants and he would sit back and relax and look at all the creatures that would come and enjoy the flowers for him 
going with him. Like butterflies and bees and hummingbirds. One summer day, when it was real hot, a little monster went outside with a big floppy hat and a big watering can to help the flowers. When he noticed some big dark clouds coming. Uh oh, said the monster, looks like rain. I better get inside. And as the clouds came, lightning and thunder boomed, and then big fat raindrops came down and started pouring all over the house and street and monster town. And the little monster sat by the window and waited for it to stop. And he waited, and he waited, and he waited. The rain kept coming. For days it rained. The little monster began to get worried about his flowers. Plants need water and sunlight and dirt to grow, but too much of any of those and then the flowers or plants won't grow. So he would go outside periodically in his little raincoat with a little rain hood and his little rain boots and he would try and create little streams for the water to flow either around or away from his flower beds. But the water kept coming and soon there was a small little lake in the monster's yard and he got very sad. Boom hoo, thought the monster. My flowers aren't going to be blooming this summer. Finally, after a week of rain, it stopped. And he would go outside. And he sat at the edge of the giant pond that was now his front yard. And was very sad. For all of his flowers were now gone. And he started moping about. He didn't like having a pond in his front yard and he wanted his flowers back. He was getting grumpy when a frog splashed into the water next to him. The frog looked very happy as it kicked and swam. Then it would pop up and stick out its tongue and grab a few mosquitoes and flies and then duck back down. This made the little monster happy. When the frog poked its head up again, little monster said, hello, I haven't seen you in my yard before. The frog said, nope, I usually go where there's water, and your yard doesn't have water, but right now it's the best place. Really, said the little monster, why is it the best place? I'm usually by the stream, but since all the rain came, the stream is overflowing. Now, this is the best place. Well, are there a lot of frogs that used to live in the stream? Yes, quite a few of us, said the frog. Well, little, said the little monster. If you like my little pond so much, maybe you and your friends should come over here. I don't really like having the mosquitoes in my yard, and maybe someone can enjoy this water even though I can't. Really, Robert? said the frog. That would be great, Robert, Robert. I'll be right back. And the little frog hopped away. Minutes later, he came back with a dozen or more frogs. 
and they jumped into the water, croaking merrily, eating all the bugs that could, that they could, and laying in the soaked grass and leaves that floated in the pond. And this made the little monster very happy. He missed his colorful flowers, but the frogs were brilliant shades of bright, dark green and brown, and he did enjoy their sounds, and his yard was being used to help some other animals and creatures. One day, after, after a few days with the frogs, he noticed that the water level was going down, and not as many of the frogs were still there. But the frog he originally talked to was still there, and he asked him, Where's everyone going? The frog said, Well, your pond isn't going to be here forever, and we need to go to where there's a good water source. Ah, then, but why are you still here? said the little monster. Oh, we laid our eggs in your pond, and our tadpoles are about to hatch. Just then, from the little egg clutch right at the rim of the pond, a little tadpole popped from an egg and began swimming in the water, and the little monster was overjoyed. He loved to have that his little pond now was home to a family of frogs, but the frog was right. His water level was going down. Be right back, said the little monster, and he went into his backyard and came back with a barrel full of rocks, and he placed it all around the pond. Then he got some mud and dirt and filled in the cracks, and he got his hose and poured more water into it and created a permanent pond in right over where his flower bed used to be, just for the frog and his family of tadpoles. The frog was overjoyed, and the little monster enjoyed watching the tadpoles grow up from the little tiny fishies to, I forget what the next stage is called, but they grow legs. And they still have a little tail. Nematode? No, that's not it. It's egg, tadpole, I guess adolescent frogs and then frogs. I'll look it up later and tell you. And then finally the little tadpoles grew up until there was a big family of frogs living in the little monster's yard. He was able to replant his flower bed later, and he made sure to keep it above ground so that the next rainy season wouldn't be so bad. But every year when the rains came, he looked forward to the pond filling up again and watching his new frog family friends um, enjoy his front yard pool and make little new froggies of their own. The end. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, leave a rating, yada, yada, yada. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at M. that's K-C-O-L-R-A-C-M, or on Twitter at Colrac, K-C-O-L-R-A-C. Thanks. See you next time.